0: Thank you team, have you ever seen the rain? Ronnie, it's our vintage, isn't it? We get it, we get it. Anyone else know at Credence Clearwater? Are any fans out there for a bit of CCR? Or was it before these people like, what's CCR? I've got no idea what you're talking about. That's a gold 104.3 reference right there. I listen to Nova. So I've literally polarised half the, half the crowd. That's all right. Good morning, everyone. My name is Annalie. Um, how's your 2023 going? Is it okay so far? Three weeks in, it's looking all right. But I said that about 2020 as well and that was looking all right for about three weeks and then uh, that didn't go so well. But uh, most of my last year, the last six months definitely of 2022 were taken up with moving houses. So I'm, I'm liking the look of 2023. We're settling in and if you don't know we did move into a new place in Doreen and it baffles me that you make one of the most largest financial decisions of your life based on 30 minutes of a see-through. Like, does that just not boggle? With a car, you get to drive it, you get to try it, you get to put the heating, cooling on, you get to put your seatbelt on, take it around the block for a few. House, in, hello. The time you talk to the real estate agent, get the pamphlets, grab the section 32, see you later, enjoy. And so it's crazy that we're in a house now. Mum's um, living with us and it's just amazing. And if I could draw, like God is amazing, if I could actually draw my dream house, I've literally bought it. And it's God's favour. The only other time I can say that is when I was young. And I don't know whether my mum remembers this story. But mum and dad were sitting me in the lounge room and it was in my early 20s. And um, they said to me, what's your dream man look like? I should have pondered on that question a little bit longer, I think. But at the time I was obsessed, and I think I've told this story already, Obsessed with she's all that and Freddie Prince Jr. And literally, if you saw a young photo of my husband, again, God was amazing and blessed me with Freddie Prince Jr. So, but anyway, he's amazing. God is amazing. So if you haven't guessed already, the title of my message today is Have You Ever Seen the Rain? And thank you to the team. Yeah, there you go. And obviously, not a turn of phrase that I penned. Um, but the incredible lyricist John Fogarty from Credence Clearwater Revival. But it never ceases to amaze me uh, the avenues that God uses to arrest our attention. And as I was driving along, I heard this song and felt God just drop a message into my spirit that has led me, I guess, to speak about it today. In fact, I feel so prophetically passionate about the themes explored in this message. It has been a journey of revelation for years now, for at least five or six years where God is revealing more about the majesty of who he is. And I just, you know, I, I was so weighted down this morning in my seat to see God's Holy Spirit just move and draw. It's like we colluded. You'll think, oh, they've all chatted beforehand. But from the minute that Chloe opened her mouth, So the moment Charles got up and spoke about his vulnerability and our faithfulness and dependence on God, I'm just like, God, you are amazing. You are amazing that this service really declares your majesty this morning. But I don't know about you, but despite growing in knowledge and depth with him, the more I'm aware of God, the more I'm aware of my own frail humanity. It's kind of like that you know, oxymoron, the more I know of you, Lord, the more, more I feel so hopeless and so desperate for you. Maybe that's just me, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking to myself this morning. But when circumstances get the better of me or the rise of my emotions, remind me of how much I need God and how far I still have to go. The littlest issues occur or circumstances occur outside my control still undo me. And all the knowledge of the power and majesty of God goes out the window. Is this just me? No, thank you. I've got a few amens. We'll oh, yes. see what you're saying here. Amen. Amen. Um, but when God asked me the question, have you ever seen the rain, it meant That even though I've seen the rain many times and seen with my own eyes God move incredible obstacles in my life, how quickly I forget and how quickly I turn to my humanity instead of God. Just like Charles said, I would have been stressed too. April, you're an amazing woman. Um, But that's it. I'm just like, curse the world, curse this car. You know, I would have been in that moment. Yeah, that's right. Um, But it is these human emotions that cloud over the majesty and revelation of who God is that dominate and keep me contained within the moment or wounds of my feelings. But God's saying, come on, Annalee, have you ever seen the rain? Have I ever let you down? Have I never been present with you? Have I not moved miraculously and mightily in and behind the scenes. Why do you now dwell in your wound? Why do you now camp in the emotions? See, the rain is coming. See that I'm with you. See that I'm moving in the background for my plans and for my purposes to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So through this lens, and because it's the start of the year, it's so cliche, but start of the year, let's go back to the beginning and look at one of the most well-known stories about rains and floods and animals and an ark. Do we know this story, everyone? What story are we doing today? Noah's Ark, yes, yes. Welcome back to Sunday school. It feels like it, doesn't it? But whilst the story of Noah is one of the most well-known stories for us today, I really feel led to posture, well, certainly my 2023, with some of the key thoughts from this amazing narrative and critically remind myself of the majesty of God, the depths of circumstances and how emotions can take hold. But it is getting out of the ark and stepping into the promises of God that will always bring us through. Amen. Let's get excited. We're going to get around the Word now. We're looking at uh, verse 1 to 7 of Genesis 7. But I'm, because we are so familiar with this narrative, I'm just going to pick out a few verses. But if you want to go and read it again and get reacquainted with the story of Noah, I highly recommend you do so. The Lord then said to Noah, "'Go into the ark, you and your whole family.'" because I have found you righteous in this generation. Jumping down to verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on the day all the springs of the great deep burst forth and the floodgates of the heavens were opened down to 23, every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. You know, as I start to visualize the story because I'm a visual learner, I really start to question the choice of Sunday, the choices of Sunday school teachers across the world when they push the narrative of Noah and the murals and the toys. Isn't it so cute? You get an ark with little animals. But when you begin to really dissect and understand the world that Noah was a part of and what God actually did, it very quickly moves from a G rating to an MA 15 plus. Like we sing the song, the Lord told Noah to build him, and I'll keep him. We just sing millions of people were losing their lifey, lifey. Like it's really not great <laughs> if you think about the story, and then what's happening, all right? But if we want to keep it real today and we really examine our own trials and tribulations against the backdrop of Noah's story, I don't think any one of us could honestly say that our worries and our fears meet with Noah's experiences. But that's not, I'm not diminishing our circumstances or to downplay those critical aspects of life that we face are not as overwhelming and as debilitating as potentially the case was for Noah. But Noah faced the floodwaters rising He also faced the prospect of countless people outside the ark who were starting to realise that the water's not going to go away. The water's actually rising and their lives were slipping away. And I don't think desperate people die quietly. I don't know. But I can't imagine it. The Bible says that not only did the rain fall, But all the springs of the great deep burst forth. So waters were rising from the the earth and the floodgates of heaven were opened. God just didn't bring a light shower, people. Lavinia Nixon's not on the thing saying, we're going to have a light shower tomorrow. No, he moved mightily to cover the earth from the floor to the heavens. The floodgates of heaven were opened and everything, every living thing other than those on the ark perished. What an image. What a circumstance to be faced with. And to live through that experience, this is the story of Noah. Not just animals floating along, but living through the grief of friends, neighbours, lost the whole of humanity. And you're in a vessel that could potentially save lives. But God made his plans known to Noah and made sure that his plans were carried through no matter the cost. We see the cost as a humanity gone. But God's bigger plan and purpose and his unrivaled majesty was on show. He made a clear statement about righteousness and unrighteousness and moved to establish his kingdom on earth once again you know we have to understand that God's actions at this time made way for a future so beyond and so grand a plan that restored humanity into relationship with him it had the same impact As a flood, wiping the slate clean. But instead, it was his son Jesus Christ who was sent as the great flood to die on a cross, to cleanse our sins, and to make a way back into relationship with him. But you're probably sitting there going, Annalie, how do floods and arcs relate to me today? As we sit in the year 2023. And you might be establishing plans or thinking about how, how this year is going to roll, new goals. Some people might be starting new jobs. What lessons or themes can we take from Noah to frame our 2023? So I think the prophetic tone is quite clear from what's been said on the platform this morning and what's been framed. Have you ever seen the rain? Do you have a clear understanding of who God is? How do you see him? How and when do you think of him? Do you think of him when you're stuck in your caravan? Do you think of him when you're seeing your shipwrecked family die? How do you see him? Where, where are you placed with him? What is your relationship like with him? Do you place your own humanity and limited human awareness around him or? do we recognise that the same God who made the waters rise from the depths of the earth and opened the floodgates of heaven who covered the earth is our God, our God who fights vehemently for you and for me. He's there for the, if we are righteous, if we are righteous in his sight, if we are seeking after him and living in, in the fruits of the Spirit, that kind of life, that's our God. That's our God. You know, maybe it is time to reestablish our understanding and place God within the context befitting His majesty and power. Like the psalmist wrote in Psalm 89 God, this is the message version because I, I like its poetry. God, let the cosmos. Praise your wonderful ways. The choir of holy angels sing anthems to your faithful ways. Search high and low, scan skies and land. You'll find nothing and no one quite like God. The holy angels are in awe before you. He looms immense and august over everyone around him. God of the angel armies, who is like you, powerful and faithful from every angle. You put the arrogant ocean in its place and calm its waves when they turn unruly. You gave that old hag Egypt the back of your hand. You brushed off your enemies with a flick of your wrist. You own the cosmos. You made everything in it. Everything from Atom to Archangel. Is that our God? Or are you God of the car park? Please, Lord, get me a car park space. I can't do this anymore. Nothing wrong with that. Been there, done that. Did it over Christmas multiple times. But it's when we limit to to the potential of what God can do. Is he just God of the car park? Or is he, you know, over all the angel armies? Lord of the angel armies. Atom to Archangel. Flick of the wrist. That even though we live in a new covenant relationship demonstrated by the fiercest love possible, the God of Noah and our God is the same, crowned in majesty. The waters recede by his word. The heavens declare his majesty who opens the floodgates of heaven for us. For the righteous is Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. You know, when the water fell the earth and when Noah was floating around, God all the time was there. And his faithfulness was establishing a grand future and plan for humanity and for 2023. What we see through our own eyes evidently is not what God sees. Thank goodness. And when we feel we are at our most vulnerable or at our most tested, or in the depths of emotional despair, because every Italian is in emotional despair at least once a week, or experiencing the most tremendous pain. I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? Remind yourself, God is moving, setting a course of action, moving mountains and changing atmospheres. You know, Noah trusted God because Noah was righteous. But I love the fact that Noah was still just a man. A man he lived and a man with emotions. Very rare these days, a man with emotions. But anyway, Genesis 9 verses 9. Oh, that's that's rough. No, that's not right. (laughs) Turn with me now to Genesis 9, 9. It says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. God, I love you. He's amazing. Fear and dread. Fear and dread. Noah's emotional state resided in fear and dread. Make it up, it's in the scripture. And is it any wonder with what Noah had just experienced? It must have been significant though, I think, for God to mention it and encourage Noah at this important time when God needed him to step out of the ark and into the promise and future with him. Not only that, but God, (laughs) amazing, also had to make a promise verbally in his covenant with him and visually. Maybe Noah was a visual learner as well. I don't know. But what is a promise without a giant-sized rainbow to back it up? A grand-scale promise to Noah to shift his emotions and to bring him to a place of equilibrium into the fullness of life. We have that rainbow. We have a grand reminder in the shape of a cross. How often do we stay in the ark or live within the wound of our issues? Because it's safer and we feel more in control. Emotions are familiar because I guess we manifest them ourselves. We identify them. We know when we're sad. We know when we're happy and we create them. But they can also overwhelm our ability to see the rain or feel God's presence because our feelings inhabit all the spaces of our being and fill our capacity. There's no room for God. And even though there is a giant-sized rainbow and the giant-sized promise and reminders and countless times when God has come through for us before, our emotions might render us incapable of seeing the rain, incapable of resting in the promises of God, incapable of remembering God is always moving, always present, always there, and working behind the scenes to make a way for His glory and His presence to be known and felt. Fear and dread. Pain and sadness, hopelessness, grief are all rightful aspects of situations that are within our control. How we react, how we feel, our emotional responses are humanistic and shared. Sure, we've all been there many times. But maybe Noah was afraid and worried. Maybe he was worried that God was going to flood the earth again. Maybe if I muck up, he's going to wipe my, me and my family out as well. Maybe his fear was in the experience of grief, fear and dread that my, seeing my friends and my neighbours and what it had transpired over the past few months. You know, maybe his dread about the future and what his next steps might be. And although Noah trusted God, maybe he'd spent too much time in the ark and in lockdown with them and wanted to kill them he was afraid he'd be in an orange jumpsuit before he knew it like maybe that was his fear and dread I'm sure none of us can relate to that at all but whatever the case may be we laugh about it but his motions emotions were too overwhelming and it was easier for him at this moment to reside in the emotions of fear and dread and even though he had seen the majesty and power of God firsthand, this is where he camped. Kind of gives me a bit of a leave pass when I have emotions like, well, Noah was like in a flood and he saw like God open floodgates and, and he still was emotional. That's okay for me. But you know what? There are no guarantees with life. There are no guarantees that suffering and circumstance don't penetrate. You might be in that, in that moment now. But the only reassurance and the only assurance actually is that God is with you. And his hope for you is not to live in fear and dread but to step out of the ark and out of the emotional vice that life and ourselves can hold us in and holds us back from all that God has for us. Remember when you are weak, you are strong. Second Corinthians 12:9 says, "But he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you. For my power my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me, and I'll, ultimately, His glory will proclaim." That is the delight of struggle. That is it. That is the hope that keeps us going. It is knowing that through our weakness, and our struggle, and our emotion, and our fear, and our dread, and our sadness, God is all the more stronger. And we can boast of the sensational and miraculousness of God in our moments of despair. We can speak of his power to overcome and can literally rest in the knowledge that while we camp in fear and dread over what has been, he is moving, he is mounting changeable forces. He is enacting a plan greater than our circumstance We step out of our wounds and step into His promises, just like Corinthians says. That's the story that we tell. Not of how perfect we are, but of how weak we are. How rough life is. But God is bigger. God is greater. God is moving. Have you ever seen the rain? Yes, I have, Lord. Bring it again. Sorry, I got really passionate then. (laughs) But it's the vast seas from our situations into a future and a plan that we boast of. Where to next, Lord? Where's my ark gonna take me next? Bring it on. Bring it on. And I'm gonna say this spiritually and I know I'm gonna be tested on this message next week. So pray for me. (laughs) But we can boast of our almighty God and what he has and always does for us. There are no assurances of an easy future. I'm not here to give you a crystal wand and a genie lamp and rub your weight into, you know, heaven. There are no promises that life will not be painful at times and suffering may ensure. You know, some of you probably know a bit of my story. You know, suffering has happened. Pain has come. Grief has hit me. I'm not a stranger to issues arising. Literally, my hus- if my husband here, he'd say it was a daily occurrence – and, this, and that this year may be one of the best yet, or maybe one of, might be the worst. who knows? But even the worst, God is there. Noah's experience of significant pain, marked by fear and dread, is encouragement. Yea, God, of how God moves and what significant work God was not only doing for Noah and his family, but through this mighty demonstration of the magnificence and might of his hand, how instrumental this was in establishing an unbreakable covenant. That despite how unrighteous we are, oh, how unrighteous and how unworthy of his love, how ungracious we are towards others. And in our sin, his love for humanity found another way to save us from our disgrace and our choices. More than that, God also recognises our humanity because He created us. He formed us in our mothers. He knew us before. Whatever before means, He knew us then. Before we were even here. But he, He gives us His Word With multiple scriptures, multiple, multiple, multiple. I should have Googled it, Tyrone. How many? Of how loved we are. How important we are to the kingdom of God. And that God will always find a way. That's the takeaway. Sum it up. One. I should have just read that verse and let us all go early. (laughs) That's the takeaway. God will always find a way. But if you've got time to start framing your year, write down Scriptures to remind yourself of God's majesty and how loved you are and how God sees you. I have a new love of Noah's story. Even though it's quite tragic, MA15 plus at times, but even though he was set apart as a righteous man, the only righteous man in a generation I and mean, I can't even fathom what life would have been like he was still just a man having real emotions that at some point were significant enough for God to call them out and to provide a covenant reassurance for Noah to move on to step out of the ark and into the future that God planned you know so much of our response Even if we see God with the correct context in mind, we still manifest our emotions. We still stop, we still hesitate in our lives. But the point that I glean from Noah's story and the point I hope that you've come to realise today is don't stay in the ark. Don't camp in the wound. Step out into the promises and reassurances that God has shown us time and time again. And be reminded that when the next set of circumstances begin to creep up on you or put you in a boat, have you ever seen the rain? There is nothing wrong with being in a boat, as this is the safest place for you while you step aside and let God do His work. And as He opens the floodgates of heaven, just don't stay there. I don't know where you're at today. And I don't know what life looks like for you. And I don't have to know, because God knows. And that's such a cop out, but it's so true. It's so personal that He knows who you are and what circumstances you face and what emotions you're maybe camping in today. I just think it's timely and a prophetic way to start the year to just resonate on who God is. Holy Spirit, let's just close our eyes for a minute and let maybe let the Holy Spirit do His thing.